Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Stay tuned. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about maintaining compliance for a U.S. sanctions list, the OFAC SDN list. And if you only check vendors against this list at the time of vendor setup and then forget about it, you need to listen up. I'm going to talk about why you need to monitor existing vendors, give a couple of examples of penalties and their amounts, And then we'll talk about, or I'll talk about how you can monitor your existing active vendors. Welcome to episode 25 three ways to maintain OFAC compliance beyond vendor setup. So the Office of Foreign Assets and Control, or OFAC, and their specially designated nationals list, or SDN, contains names of individuals, banks, businesses, etc. that have been blocked from doing business in the U.S. The U.S. government prohibits U.S. citizens, U.S.-based entities, and U.S. branches of foreign companies from doing business with parties on the list. Compliance with OFAC regulations is required, and failure to comply can result in both civil and criminal penalties, and we'll take a look at that. So during vendor setup, you are performing, we hope, the OFAC SDN check to ensure the vendor does not appear on the list. And if you're not doing that, check out my blog post. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And I have actually two blog posts. One, they're both for U.S.-based entities, and it's to identify what validations you need to do for setting up U.S. vendors and then also for setting up non-U.S. vendors. So I'll put links to both of those in the show notes. Back to um, during vendor setup, if you are uh, checking the OFAC SDN list at the time of vendor setup, that's great, but the compliance is just beginning. Why monitoring of existing vendors is required. Now to answer that question, let's look at OFAC. So OFAC regularly updates that SDN list, which means a new vendor you set up today can be an existing vendor that may be added to the list in the future. And so you really don't know if the vendor that you've been doing business with and are about to pay, for example, if they have been added to the list since you last onboarded them or since you set them up as a new vendor. And so 
what happens if you pay that vendor and that vendor is now on the list? So let's take a look at, I'm gonna read something from the US Department of Treasury's FAQ site, which this is the site for OFAC. And it's a response to a question of how much are the fines for violating these regulations? And the answer is, and I'll read it, um, but I also put a link to it in the show notes, is the fines for violations can be substantial. In many cases, civil and criminal penalties can exceed several million dollars. Now, if that wasn't enough to scare you, listen to the next part. Civil penalties vary by sanctions program and the Federal Civil Penalties Inflation Adjustment Act of 1990 as amended by the Federal Civil Penalty Inflation Adjustment Act Improvement Acts of 2015 requires OFAC to adjust civil monetary penalty amounts annually. So the penalties can exceed several million dollars and that amount can be adjusted for inflation annually. So with that in mind, let's take a look at two examples, JP Morgan and Elf Cosmetics. Let's start with JP Morgan. Now the title of the article that I'm referencing is JP Morgan OFAC Sanctions Violations, Why Proactive Due Diligence Matters. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And it basically talked about how JP Morgan ignored red flags or ignored matches from their vendors to the vendors on the OFAC SDN list. And on October 5th, 2018, so this was just last last year, late last year, they reached a $5.26 million settlement with the U.S. Treasury Department for their apparent OFAC violations. And this was dated between January 2008 and February 2012. So it was violations during that period. But that was $5.26 million because they did not refrain from doing business from vendors that appeared to match on the SDN list. Okay, so the next one is for Elf Cosmetics and I will link to this article in the show notes, but the article's name is OFAC Enforcement Action Highlights Sanctions Risk in Supply Chain. And what happened is Actually, the company itself, Elf Cosmetics, because they voluntarily reported it, they found that there were 156 shipments of false eyelash kits, ladies, that it contained materials that was purchased from suppliers in China that were on the SDN list. And this highlights what we already know in our supply chain is that we are not only responsible for ourselves as companies, but we are also responsible for the vendors or the suppliers that we do business with in our supply chain. So that fee or that sanction, they announced a 996 thousand dollar settlement with elf cosmetics so that one was close to a million dollars but what's great here is that there was a 2.2 million base penalty level 
that was reduced because e.l.f. Cosmetics put some mitigations in place to prevent that from happening in the future and causing um, violations. So it was reduced down to the less than million dollar, but it started off with a high base of 2.2. So those are just two examples of high fees for OFAC violations and I don't know about you, but I know back when I was over vendor maintenance and I had oversight for the 1099s for the filing and the forms, I was more concerned about not incurring IRS penalties and fees, especially the last couple of years because they um, pushed the date for filing for the 1099 miscellaneous to January 31st. And we used to have with our extensions through at some point in April. So I was way more concerned with making sure we didn't incur IRS fines and penalties. And I should have equally been concerned with OFAC and the penalties that can come from not verifying that your existing vendors are uh, haven't made it to that list. Okay, so let's talk about how you can monitor your existing active vendors. So I have here three ways and let's talk about the first. And the first one is the OFAC webpage or site itself on the U.S. Department of Treasury site. OFAC maintains full SDN lists and also publishes updates to those lists. So both the full list and the list of changes are available for download in both PDF and text formats. Now, how do you know when there are updates to the lists and changes are published? Well, you can sign up for the email subscription service to be notified of changes. And I'll put the link to where you sign up in the show notes. I'll also put the link to an RSS feed that they have and you can have access to it. And any updates and changes will be included in the RSS feed. Now, what do you do with that information now that you have it? Well, you may have to manually verify the vendors on the SDN list or the change list. There's not a bulk option. You can search one by one on the OFAC site or you can manually verify it against your vendor master file report. Now, this is a great manual task to automate using robotics process automation, RPA, or another automation tool or software to make it easier to check the names on the SDN list against your existing active vendors in your vendor master file. Now the second one is 10Check. And if you're already using 10Check for your IRS matching, you know that the service also checks, in addition to other watch lists, it also checks the OFAC SDN list. So monthly or more, you can use the bulk option to revalidate against their OFAC SDN list. And so when you use the bulk option, you don't have to input the vendor's tax ID and just use nine zeros for the tax ID and then go ahead and upload. TinCheck will accept the file. There is a base cost though for the upload, which increases for volumes over 875 
offenders included in the file, but you will have to contact TenCheck to have them turn that function on. Otherwise, you won't see it as a tab option. And when you contact them to have them turn it on, they will at that point send you the price list and send you the volumes and the additional prices for additional vendors beyond, I think it is 875, 825 or 875. So my point here is this, if you thought that 10 check could only be used at the time of vendor setup or when there was a vendor change and only needed to be used when you needed an IRS 10 match, think again, you can also use it for the OFAC SDN list. So the third way, and let me just say beforehand that I intentionally put these in a specific order. I had OFAC first because you're getting the information from OFAC and it does, and OFAC is free. So you don't have to pay for that. 10 check, yes, there is a cost for 10 checks. So I put that second, but compared to this third way, a 10 check is a very moderate cost to pay. So without further ado, the third way is a continuous monitoring. Now this can be via a vendor self-registration portal, your vendor risk screening process, or a separate compliance service. Just make sure that you check the functions, especially of your vendor self-registration portal, because the functions can vary across providers. So just make sure that you verify with your third-party provider, whichever system you're using, that that function is available and it is turned on. And again, this is the most expensive route to take, but it may not be when you compare it to the potential penalty for non-compliance and racking up those OFAC violations. Okay, so I have shared the three that I have either used or am aware of. If you have another way that you monitor your existing vendors for OFAC compliance, please comment and also share. I'm sure other listeners will know or want to know if there are other options out there for them to choose from. And I'll just close out by saying, you know, if you check your existing active vendors monthly as it's recommended for inactivity, verifying which vendors have been inactive for a specific amount of months, they haven't done business with you, and now you're going to go in and inactivate them in your vendor master file, use that time as a time to also revalidate them against the OFAC SDN list. Thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 25th episode of Putting the AP and Happy Podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for my blog posts and the websites and articles mentioned in the podcast. Also, check out my site, DebraRRichardson.com. That's D-E-B-R-A-R. R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com. If you need help cleaning your vendor master file or protecting it from fraud. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.